0: Hey guys! So, welcome back. (laughs) Sorry it's been a little bit in between episodes. Um, ended up getting really bad allergies, weirdly enough, that kind of rendered me useless for a couple of days. Um, ended up actually having to give in and go to the doctor, so that was a lot of fun. But, I'm back. I'm better. I'm a lot better now. And... We actually got some more sponsors and things like that while I was away, which is super cool. But, um, on that note also, we have hit over 150 listeners. and um, I know that's (laughs) still a small number, but we are growing and that is absolutely amazing. We actually, um, the estimated audience so far that we have is 10 people. Again, still small, but that means that we're getting around, and it's from every single... Like, it's from a lot of different countries, it's not just America, and I think that is the coolest thing. So, I appreciate everyone who has shared this podcast and has actually stuck around and listened to this craziness. So, yeah. (laughs) So today we're actually going to jump in, and we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go over something that happened back in the Renaissance times, but is actually still to this day qualified as one of the most gruesome murders in history. So, (laughs) we're going to go ahead and get into our sponsors. We actually have a couple today, so just hang around. Um, We'll do one now, and then we're going to do one later, so yeah. Alright, well I hope to see you guys in a minute. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to that lovely ad. Um, I actually decided to do two in the beginning. And then um, if I do have another one later, we'll throw that in. But I'm not sure if I still do or not. We'll see. But, yeah. Again, I really appreciate you guys sticking around. So, again, we are now listening to what everyone says and what the world has said. Is one of the most gruesome uh, murder mysteries of all time. So this is actually called the Pazzi Conspiracy. So if you know anything about Renaissance time periods or anything like that, you've probably heard the name multiple times. <laughs> so to kind of give you a little backstory of what happened, um, the Pazzi themselves were actually a noble Florentine family in the Middle Ages, and their main trade during the 15th century was banking. The aftermath of the Pazzi Conspiracy in 17. 17- I mean, I'm sorry, in 1478, uh, members of the family were actually banished from Florence and their property was confiscated. And anyone with the name Pazzi had to actually get a new name because that was qualified as basically this horrible name that has been banished, you know? (laughs) So, now we're getting to the fun part. Um, If I pronounce these names wrong, please (laughs) forgive me. I do not know um, French and Italian and all that good stuff, so... Sorry. In advance. (laughs) Um, So, some history of the actual family themselves. The traditional story is that the family was actually founded by someone named Pazzo di Ranieri. Ranieri. Ranieri? I think that's right sorry? (laughs) Anyway, um, he was actually the first man over the walls during the Siege of Jerusalem in 1099. And during the First Crusade, he actually returned to Florence with flints, supposedly, from the Holy Spectular. And they were actually kept at Centenni Apostoli and used as on Holy Saturday to rekindle the fire in the city, so he was—he was a pretty big guy. Like he was very well known for that, and pretty much the entire town of Florence and the whole area of Florence was like, for, "Wow, I knew about this guy." Even the entire area of Tuscany. So, quite a lot of people there. Um, they knew of him. So, um, the historical basis of this legend has been. Question since the work of Luigi Passerini um, in the mid 19th century, actually. So, Luigi Passerini or Sidney Derrini is actually his full name, but that was a lot of mouthful. But a lot of people just call him <laughs> Luigi Pasolini. so <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, this guy has been known a long time. A very long time. Um, The first apparently historical figure in the family, though, was Jacopo de Pazzi, who was actually a captain of the Florentine cavalry at the Battle of Monteperi on September 4th, 1260. And he was actually the hand who tragically severed, Um, so yeah, his hand gone. Um, by Boca Abadi. So, yeah. Um, that kind of caused his standard to fall. Because, handless. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, his son, Pazino de Jacopo de Pazzi, was a black gulef and the follower of Charles de Valois. So... His whole entire family, again, was very well acquainted with military personnel. They were very well um, met with royalty, everything at this time. So, everyone really knew of these people. (laughs) So, um, Andrea Pazzi was the patron of the chapter house for the Franciscan community at the Viscula of St. Croce and Florence, and commissioned construction of the Pazzi Chapel. So, again, <laughs> there's another person, and again, his son uh, Jacopo became head of the family in 1464. So, we have someone who, I mean, <laughs> was in the wars. Who was there at the siege of Jerusalem? We have another historical figure that was there at the Battle of perry We have someone who commissioned the Pazzi Chapel. I mean, we have all these people here, right? <laughs> um, and then we actually have um, another person named. Uh oh, this is the name I can't pronounce. Googlemo. I'm so sorry if that's wrong um, and he actually married Bianca de Medici who was sisters with Lorenzo de Medici and uh, sorry <laughs> and in the sixth of their 16th children so they ended up having 16 children one of them being Cosimo de Pazzi And he became the Archbishop of Florence in 1508. Yeah, so again, I say this again. (laughs) Lots of, lots of very well-known people. Um, And then the last person in the question here is a lady named Maria. uh, Maria de Posse. She was a Carmelite nun and a mystic. And she was actually canonized in 1669. A lot of well-known people. A lot of... Just a lot. <laughs> throughout this entire thing. There was always someone who knew someone. And it, they were very... Very well-known throughout the entire... Basically country at this point. <laughs> so, there's that. Now, kind of getting into... The actual conspiracy itself. This is where thing gets a little fun. So, oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I did not mean to yawn just now. I apologize. Um, okay. So, in early 1477, Francesco de' Pazzi, uh, manager of Rome of the Pazzi Bank, plotted with Girolamo. Which I may have said that wrong. Um, Girolamo Riario, nephew and protege of the Pope Sixtus IV, and with Francesco Salviati, whom Sixtus made Archbishop of Pisa. Um, and they planned to assassinate Lorenzo de' Medici and his brother Gilano to ask the Medici family as rulers of Florence so (laughs) Sixtus gave tactical support to the conspirators, and the assassination attempt was made during mass in the Florence Cathedral on April 26th of 1478 Um, Gilano was killed, Lorenzo was wounded but escaped and um, he actually escaped Salvati which I mean, woo. Um he escaped with mercenaries from Paraguia. Perugia Perugia. It's hard to say. Um and he tried but failed to take over the Palazzo della Signoria, which if you don't know what that is, um it is actually a building, (laughs) doing it nicely, it's kind of like the town hall, um, it actually currently is the, uh, town hall of Florence, so, um, yeah, you try to take that over, and most of the conspirators, conspirators, I don't know, I keep to say conspirators, uh, were soon caught and executed, needless to say. Uh, Five of those, including Francesco de' Pazzi, were hanged from the windows of the town hall. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they were kind of, like, used as a demonstration, in a way. And Jacopo, who was head of the family, escaped from Florence, but was caught and brought back. And he was tortured, and then he was hanged again from the Plaza della Signoria next to the decomposing corpses of somebody and he was buried at Santa Cruz. so yeah and to kind of give you some more idea about that um the body itself when they say buried um was dug up and thrown into a ditch Um, it was then actually dragged through the streets and propped up at the door of the palazzo where the rotting head was mockingly used as a door knocker. Yeah. (laughs) Um, from there it was thrown into Arno, um, which the Arno is a very large river. So... It was thrown into the river <laughs> and children fished it out and hung it from a willow tree and flogged it and then threw it back into the river. <laughs> so, the Pazzi were, was then banished from Florence and their lands and property was confiscated. Their coat of arms was also perpetually suppressed and the name was erased from the public registers and all buildings and streets carrying it were renamed as well. Their shield with its dolphins were also obliterated. Um, anyone named Posse had to take a new name. Anyone married to a Posse was barred from the public office. And Glamo de Pozzi, husband of Lorenzo's sister's Bianca, was placed under house arrest and then later forbidden to enter the city. So he went to live um, at Torre de Sima near Ponta Sive. Yay! <laughs> um, good thing though, after the overthrow of Pio Medici in 1494. Members of the Pazzi family were actually allowed to move back to Florence, so Yeah, isn't that interesting? In <laughs> um, all these places, you can still go visit, you can still go visit the Pazzi Chapel. Um, you can still go see the Palazzo Pozzi. Um, you can see all kinds of cool stuff if you go there. So in Florence. All right. Yeah, so it was a smaller episode, but it was still something on here, and I'm sorry it's going to be smaller, but we got there. And, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I hope you guys enjoyed that lovely Renaissance story. So, if you have any questions or you want to suggest an episode, you can either leave it on the Anchor app itself. You can leave me a voice message with it in it. Or, you can follow me on Twitter it is at uh, Ghoul's Tales, and you can leave me suggestions there. All right, guys, have a wonderful day.